Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you into the show. All right, my friends, here's what we're talking about this morning. <clears throat> so before I tell you a story, before I tell you that, I want to tell you a story first. So this morning, I woke up at like, oh, what is the time I wake up? Like four o'clock this morning? I woke up at like four o'clock this morning, and I just could not get back to sleep. So if you are new to my show, which I assume most of you are, um, I realize I, I realized months and months ago that there's a ton of power in listening to things when you're sleeping. And when I go to sleep every single night, I could show you my YouTube history. Every single night, I listen to uh, Outwitting the Devil and Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, I usually wake up before the book is finished. They can grow rich because the audiobook's like 10 hours. So, <laughs> uh, and, and the Outwitting the Devil's like two hours. So, I only get about like halfway through with They Can Grow Rich because I sleep about, you know, seven to eight hours a night. But well, I woke up in the middle of the night. So, I usually wake up at like four, five, six o'clock. I woke up at like three, three to four. And the part of Thinking Grow Rich that was playing in the background was the power of the subconscious mind, the power of emotion on your subconscious mind. You may not realize it. You may not know it, but your emotional state is incredibly important because you, when you connect your emotion and your logical brain together, that is when you will be able to tap into what Napoleon Hill talks about as the infinite intelligence or what people might refer to as God, if you're a Christian, as I am, that is what you, that's what they're talking about, is this higher level of consciousness that is outside of you. It's bigger than you. And that's why it's really easy to say that, oh, love is, love is not, love is either everything or nothing. When we talk about love, we usually refer to relationships with women, relationships maybe the family members, but we don't refer to no, I love cheeseburgers. I love my girlfriend. I love my my dad. I, you don't talk about, I love my dream. I love myself. I love my future. You don't hear people talking like that. Number one, because the Eng English language is limited. The Greek and Latin has so many more words for love than the English language does. But I want to talk to you today about this idea of loving your future. Love and wealth are tied together. You should love your future. You should love your dreams, your aspirations in life, not relationships. You shouldn't love women. Because, you know, it's sad to watch. I still go to college. I'm a senior in college. And when I walk around, because I got classes, I got classes in a couple hours right now, still the week. And you would be shocked when you, if you walked around, most people probably see this and they don't think twice, but I see so many men either trying to get with women, walking hand in hand with a woman, got their arm over some chick. They are just, their life evolves around women. And I understand that every man, especially, we have to go through this transition phase of saying, hey, you know what? I was taught to do this, but I realize that does not work. That's not going to get me anywhere. So I got to change my mindset and I have to focus on getting 
what I came to this earth to do, which is to build. For those of you who are unaware, and you all probably won't learn this in church because I've never heard a pastor talk about this. But when you, if you believe in your spiritual in any way, the aspect of God that resides within every human being is the ability to create. That is what makes you closer to God. The devil is the destroyer, God is the creator. Just make it very simple. And so as a man, if you're not building something, you're drifting. You are not tapping into the divine nature that resides within you. And this is not to say that women can't build things, they do. But here's the thing, most women most women, unfortunately, look at history. If you want to say what I'm about to say is offensive, I would like for you to read a history book because this is just a fact. Women are a resource that is not meant to dismiss or distinguish, the, or I'd say that they're not human beings. They are human beings, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they are subhumans or anything less than human. I am saying when you look at it from a historical lens, women were resources like gold is a resource like water is a resource they were valuable women are valuable because they are resources for producing more human life that does not mean they're not human again i'm not going to go down and keep saying this over and over again for some reason tiktok especially likes to say oh you say a lot of discriminatory things no i don't no i am describing an objective reality and if that offends you, well, then reality offends you, and I can't help you. I'm sorry. I want to help you, but clearly you have a lot to start with. All right, enough of that tangent. I'm getting off the track here. My whole point is this. It, we as men are programmed to invest in women. We watch Disney movies as a kid, most likely. You watch a lot of Viacom, um, Time Warner, Disney. All this stuff was programmed that, oh, if a woman loves you, then you have won as a man. If you get married, you're, you've won as a man. If you have a corporate job, then you've won as a man. But let me tell you, that is not true. That is one definition of success, if you even want to call it that. I wouldn't call it that. Can marriage be beautiful? Sure. Can having a corporate job be convenient and good? Sure. Can these things individually be good? Sure, but are they inherently good? No, in fact, they're inherently easy. Gentlemen, if you are under the age of 25, you're probably gonna disagree with what I say marriage is easy, as in getting married is easy. Oh yeah, it's very easy. When you're under 25, it's not, because you are not valuable enough. But once you hit a certain value point, women are the ones who push you for commitment. Now you've been programmed to give that commitment in the name of love. Saying that you value love, love is a woman thing, okay? That does not make it inherently bad. But this whole idea of romantic eros type love is a woman thing. It is not a masculine trait. A masculine trait is to build something. A masculine, you ever wondered why young boys play with cars, robots, and trains versus women play with dolls and um and other you know hair and makeup and stuff like that it's because 
You as a man were not meant to play this relationship emotional game. That is not what you are designed to do. It is what you have been conditioned to do and conditioned to favor because that is an attempt to control you as a man. Men who are dominant and powerful and think with their own mind are the most dangerous men to any social order. When men get organized and mobilized, governments pay attention. That's why the government, whether it's been malicious or just an attempt of a shepherd to control his flock, for lack of a better analogy, the government has made men more domesticated and have used women as that way to do that. Through education, entertainment, and erotic pleasure, men have been domesticated like a cow in a field or a sheep in a pasture. I don't say this to demean you, I am saying this to describe the behavior that you may not even know that you're doing. Because you weren't taught to love ambition. You were taught that ambition was toxic. You were taught that, oh, if you're hyper ambitious, if you are maybe a little more controlling of your emotions and you're not expressive, then you are toxic or mean or bad or n annoying. These are terms that are used to attack you on an emotional level. Do they say that they are, you're wrong for doing that? Do they say that you shouldn't do that? Do they say that that was unmasculine? I haven't heard that argument yet. They had, it was so masculine, they had to change the definition of masculinity to make it toxic. They didn't want you to chase your dreams. They wanted you to be controllable and domesticated. Don't, don't chase a dream, be domesticated. Now, if you want to be domesticated, that is your business. But my, my point is not to tell you who you should be, what you should do, who you should become. That is not what this is about. This is about telling you these uncomfortable realities so that you can decide for yourself who you want to become. Who is it you want to be? Who is it that you want to become? What is it you want to do? How are you going to do it? Those are the questions I want you to answer for yourself. I can't do that for you. When I come out here and I talk about being a biblical bachelor, when I come out here and tell you that as a, as a man, especially as a Christian man, that's how I was raised, that's how I identify, that's what I practice, Christian marriage is dying and it should not be continued until we have a conversation about how the secular world has come into the church and is now destroying it. That's why I call you to be a biblical bachelor. That, that does not mean you swear off marriage forever per se. It means you take a step back and you ask these hard questions. You have these difficult conversations. That is the whole point. I want you to fall in love with wisdom. I want you to fall in love with your dreams. Not a woman. Not in feeling pleasure. These are not things that will make you benefit long term. They will make you benefit in the short term, but you should not fall in love with women. You should not fall in love with the falling in love with being pleasured and feeling good. No. You know when I've done the best in my life is when I felt uncomfortable. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I took that leap of faith and I struggled because they're not built confidence. You know how you build self-confidence, men? 
You do something hard. You accomplish something worthy of note. You throw yourself in the deep end of the pool and you learn how to swim. That is how you do it. You endure the pain to make the pleasure worth it. To make yourself strong. You feel good. You go to the gym and you work hard. You work your body to the bone. And you feel good because you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, wow, look at all that hard work. Look at all that accomplishment. But yet they say that that's toxic. No, no, no. Being toxic is being overweight and fat. That is unacceptable. Being toxic is being soft. I'll hear men my own age have these really high-pitched voices. They sound like chicks. And I, I, I sit there and I say, what the, what? How is that even possible? What the hell is wrong with you? You got people so confused that they, they change their gender. Do whatever you want. You live in a free country. Just know that your whole attempt to find truth, you're so lost that you think becoming something else will make you happy. No, happiness is not what you should be pursuing. Fulfillment should be your pursuit. But hey, do what you want to do. Love what you want to love. Love who you want to love. I'll be over here making the money, chasing wisdom, doing things of value, helping other people. I love helping other people, but I want to help people who want to be helped, who want to learn, who want to have an open mind, who are out here wanting to and become better, who are not out here just taking the Kool-Aid. I want you to ask questions. Question everything that you hear, whether it's from me, your pastor, your teacher, someone on the internet, doesn't matter. Does not matter to me. Ask questions. To discover hard, uncomfortable truths, that is what I want you to do. Because that is what will benefit you. It doesn't benefit me to tell you to ask a question. What benefits me is to tell you to listen to everything I say and never question it. That's what everybody does. Government. Influencers, church, everybody does that. But I tell you to ask questions. I want you to challenge me because I don't know everything and I want to be better. And in the process, iron sharpens iron. But if you're not iron, you're copper, you ain't going to help me and I'm going to break you. And I don't want that. I want you to be better, sharper, do more damage. If you think that being weak is a virtue, you're, you're stupid. You need to become a monster. And Jordan Peterson is where I first heard that. And he was extremely, he, he changed my entire thinking of it. And I had to really process that and say, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that it only matters? The, let me put it to you like this. The hero is only a hero if he can become the villain, but chooses not to. Did you hear what I just said? A hero is not a hero if he is weak. A hero is a hero because he does the right thing with the capacity to do something terrible. And he wins. We could add that to the list too. But that is what makes a hero different than the villain is he A wins and B he has the capacity to be the villain but chooses not to. That is what makes someone a hero. Not just acting good. You can act good and have no capacity for being bad, but that doesn't make you good. Not in my opinion, it doesn't. My friends, love and wealth are connected. 
Use your emotions to fuel your future, not to find comfort in the embrace of a lover. Because that is what can make you turn it off altogether, which is where I was at for a long time. And I'm slowly starting to turn my emotions back on to use them towards my ends for what I want, not for someone else to exploit me. My friends, please, I urge you, stay informed, stay vigilant, and please, for God's sake, question everything that comes your way. It can only benefit you and help you use your own brain, the most powerful thing you were ever given, but you got it for free, so you likely don't even appreciate it. All right, I'm out of here. I got to get ready for class. You take care of yourselves. I'll catch you next time. Peace.